Welcome to Knickknack News. I'm Alex. And I'm Anthony. And the first story that I brought is Animal News. <laughs> this is from the Washington Post. A bear broke in. Police responded. Then it punched through, <laughs> through a wall like oh, the Kool-Aid wait. man. <laughs> wait, no, really? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Was there a bear imprint? There was unfortunately left in the wall? not a bear imprint, but it, it, oh, it just it did just it burst through a wall. Um, I liked the opening sentence of this story. The thieves cased the area around the McGregor Mountain foot, foothills on the hunt for unlocked doors, which helps you open them if you don't have opposable thumbs and you are also a bear. <laughs> uh, One bear tried its luck in a home in Estes Park, attracted by the scent of trash in the area, the town's police department said in a statement. The bear slipped into the house through an unlocked door while the residents were home and knocked over a trash can that blocked the bear's exit. So it, like, trapped itself inside the house while people were there. Um, When uh, a a neighbor noticed the disturbance and called the police, uh, it turned tail and ran when the officers arrived, ignoring the wall blocking the way. The bear, quote, forcibly breached a hole in the wall like the Kool-Aid man and made its escape, end quote, according to the police department. <laughs> uh, and th- this article also pointed out, bears are so good at breaking into things that six grizzlies outside Yellowstone National Park became professional product testers, mauling containers to evaluate whether they could be certified bear resistant. So they're actually using these bears like natural proclivities for breaking into things <laughs> to see if certain products are safe from them. Okay. That's an interesting uh, strategy. Hey, I mean, throw it at a bear and see what the bear does. I Maybe Just, don't throw it at the bear. Throw it towards the bear. Put it, put it towards put, the bear. Put it in the vicinity of a bear yeah. and see what it does. So, but then what does that actually tell them though? Like, what does what tell them? If, if they put something. Well, I think they can just say on it, it's bear resistant. If like, if what? If, if a the... bear can't get in. Okay. Yeah. Okay. When do you want to sell like a, when do you want to have like a container and be like, even a bear can't break into this? I guess so. Yeah. I mean. They're probably talking about things like trash cans and like things that parks want yeah, bears okay, to not be able to get true. into. That's true. Not like a Tupperware. Like a, yeah. Because <laughs> in my mind, I was thinking like a Tupperware for some reason, but I don't know. New from Tupperware. <laughs> Tupperbear. It's. <laughs> Tupper bear for all your camping needs. Keeps the bears out and probably also you because a bear can't get into it. How, <laughs> how can how you, do you get into you it? To... Well, you this just have to type it. It's a, it, it's, it has a battery pack and you have to type a code in. <laughs> That's the solution to that. You put a padlock on it. <laughs> you, just put, you just put a padlock through the plastic. Through the plastic. Yeah. Which might affect how well it actually seals in. You know what this is? But no. No, no, it's probably fine. No, it's probably fine. It's probably fine. Yeah, just as long as you don't think about it, right? At all. Okay, my first story is entertainment news. This is from wivb.com, but that's just a random news station. It's really CBS News, and really, this is all over the news. So. Okay, um, it's an update on 
uh, the storm area 51 stuff that's been going on. Is that still going on? Well, so, um, Facebook took down the Facebook page at some point. Wow. That took them a while. Because, right? Like what? Yeah. If they're going to so, take it down, why wait so long? Yeah. I, I don't know. Yeah. Um, but the Facebook page was taken down, but the person that started the Facebook page who, you know, the whole thing was a joke and they didn't mean to actually start this like movement. Right. Um, that guy has decided to sort of funnel the energy to, to a festival now. So he's making a festival called Alien Stock, and it's going to happen uh, in the small town of Rachel, which is very near Area 51. Okay. Um, but it's a really, really small town that can't really handle like 20,000 people, yet they're now planning for this like festival and it's going to be like burning man or something. Are they working with the city? Hopefully. Yes. They're working with the city because apparently the city had already been starting to plan for this like disaster of thousands of people to just show up. So they were already like planning for that. They're like, Oh, we have to, we can't handle this. And they were doing all these things. And so now he's working with the city to actually turn it into like a actual event. That's spot. That's like the city's okay with. Okay. Um, That's good at least. Yeah. So, the festival is scheduled for that same weekend. It's September 19th through 22nd and they have a whole website and you can go on and like buy a ticket and buy like a camping spot and a parking spot and stuff. But there are no musical acts yet like booked officially or advertised. So I don't know okay. what, what are you going to the festival do is? while you're there. Cause you're not going to storm area 51. Right. You're just going to go. God, I hope nobody tries to. Yeah, I also hope so. Um, but you never know. And um, another fun fact, side fact, is that that county mm-hmm. in Nevada has actually declared this whole Storm Area 51 thing um, an official emergency. Uh, just in case, I don't know, people show up and do try to storm it. Right. Um, so they can call in like st- help from the state basically to, to deal with the influx of people and like con- crowd control and stuff because they have no idea what's going to happen Yikes. that weekend. Yeah. Like it's just completely That's coming 20, up. 20,000 people might That's show up, up and too. try to, oh. Yeah, it's a, it's a month from now yeah. ish. Yeah. Yeah. Ah. So <laughs> ah. So like I'm like okay, at least he, the the guys trying to funnel funnel it into something yeah. that can be like a safe like, enjoyable yeah, funnel experience. That energy into it reminds me a lot of the guy who did the Kickstarter to get some potato salad and then raised so much money that he threw a potato salad festival. Do you remember that? I don't remember that. It was the early days of Kickstarter, I think. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay, I vaguely remember that. Mm-hmm. Similar yeah, idea. Like, funnel it into. Except into I don't think something. anyone is going to get hurt in the potato yeah. salad thing. Yeah, the the original thing was a little less negative, but yeah, um, yeah, like so. I, I don't know. I think it's at least a a good attempt. Now, yeah, is this festival actually going to be legit and fun? No idea. And they have no musical acts booked yet, even though they're supposedly supposedly going to have some musical acts. But we'll see. So, all right, best of luck. Yeah, let us know if you buy a ticket to this event uh, because I want to know what happens. What it is. <laughs> hopefully, it's not like another fire festival. <laughs> yeah, hopefully. My next story is history news. This is from National Geographic. And this isn't going to sound like it's spooky, but it gets kind of spooky. I'm just going to warn okay. you. Okay. It's maybe something it's it might make you afraid of something you weren't previously afraid of. Oh, okay. 
I'm really building this up now. Uh, yeah. The headline is, Colossal Crabs May Hold Clue to Amelia Earhart's Fate. Crabs? Have you heard of coconut crabs? No. They're these, well, actually, I, I guess I'll get into it. They're, they're big crabs. Okay. Um, so scientists are currently searching this island called uh, Nico Mororo. Niku Mororo Island. I'm probably butchering that. Um, in uh, Kiribati for traces of Amelia Earhart and have lear- uh, learned to keep an eye out for the local coconut crabs. They're the largest land invertebrate on the planet. Oh. Uh, they can measure up to three feet across <gasps> and clock in at over nine pounds. And their claws can exert more force than most animals' bites. Oh. So they're like really powerful. Uh, during the day, they're relatively easy to avoid because they're so large and they're not like fast or anything. But at night, researchers say the crabs, quote, close in on you. Uh, and they have learned not to sleep on the ground. <laughs> um. Um, these, uh, play, these coconut crabs play a key role in the researchers' hypothesis about what happened to Amelia Earhart after she and navigator Fred Noonan disappeared on July 2nd, 1937. Uh, the group posits that when Earhart and Noonan couldn't find Howland, which was the Pacific island they were aiming for, they instead landed on this Nico Mororo. Uh, they uh, guessed that eventually Noonan died, the plane floated off the reef, and Earhart was left alone on the island with the crabs. <laughs> ah. uh. So in 1940, uh, Gerald Gallagher, who was the island's British colonial admin- uh, administrator, because at this point they'd... Um, or administrator. At this point, they'd, mm-hmm. they'd colonize this island. Uh, he yeah. sent a telegram telling his superiors that a partial human skeleton had been found that they suspected might be Earhart's. Um, it was 13 bones in total that were sent to Fiji to be examined, and they were apparently subs- uh, subsequently lost, but that's not part of this story. Um, Gallagher pointed out that at the site of the discovery, coconut crabs had scattered many bones. Um, these crabs are omnivorous, so <gasps> they'll eat coconuts, fallen fruit, birds, rodents, other crabs, and carrion. So they... They eat flesh. They eat flesh. Um, so Ugh. the researchers have been performing experiments to see if the crabs would drag bones back to their burrows, which might help explain where the other bones in her skeleton went. Um, in one experiment, they brought a, a pig carcass to the island and filmed what happened to it. Crabs swarmed the body and removed <gasps> most of the flesh within two weeks. <laughs> crabs no. these are crabs that's not i didn't I want to have to worry about no. crabs yeah um and then a year after that experiment they discovered that some of the bones had been dragged as far as 60 feet away from the from like the original location okay. um, but they couldn't account for all of it they think it's likely that the rest was dragged into the underground burrows that these crabs live in and they're now performing excavations around the island in an attempt to locate bones to support their theory so they think what might have happened and like the reason they never found more of Amelia Earhart is yeah. that she was like torn apart by these crabs. That's terrifying. Right? I didn't think I needed to worry about crabs. Oh my gosh. I've never heard of these crabs before. I've heard of coconut crabs. I didn't realize they could like I didn't they, realize they, they were swarm you? omnivorous. I didn't like, realize yeah. What was she like just sleeping on the beach? They like swarmed her alive? Like I don't know. I don't think they have any evidence that they have ever like eaten a live Yeah, but if you if like, you animal, but I don't know. If you died maybe then, if she was in a weakened state because she was stranded on an island. Yeah. Ugh. 
What a horrible way to go. I know. I, I just, that's, I've never, I've never heard about yeah. these crabs. So I'm just like. I've certainly never heard of them so doing they, this. You, I mean, I don't know if you, do you know if, are they like specific to those islands or something or I don't are they, think necessarily. Okay. I don't, I don't know where, where all they're native to, but okay. um, they are, that's huh. one place they are. I will have to look that up later. Um, so you know where not to go. So I know where not to go. Or at least where not on to the sleep beach on the at ground. Night. Yeah. Well, yeah. 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 That's the main thing. <laughs> All right. Well, I will be listening for updates on that, I guess. If they find more of her bones in crab burrows. I mean. Yeah. They've got dogs sniffing the island now trying to find them. Oh, okay. So. Can dogs sniff that out this long? Like, after I don't this know. long? Apparently one time they, they they were able to find some bones in, like, one of the burrows or something. And, oh. or, or, like, they... Well, they, they found, found a, something. They found something that from a dog that was like old. Yeah, like yeah. <laughs> okay. So there's evidence that these dogs can do the thing. I just okay. they haven't yet found more of Amelia. Okay. My next story is technology news. This is from The Verge. Harvard University researchers have developed a new powered exosuit that can make you feel as much as a dozen pounds lighter when walking or running. Scientific American reports that the 11-pound system, which is built around a pair of flexible shorts and a motor worn on the lower back, could benefit anyone who has to cover large distances by foot, including recreational hikers, military personnel, and rescue workers. I love a good pair of flexible shorts. (laughs) What's the alternative? Do you you have a lot of rigid shorts? (laughs) I mean, I don't know about you, but I have rigid shorts. In my wardrobe. I mean, do you? They're structured. It's called structured clothing. (laughs) (laughs) Just a hard Um, plastic (laughs) casing for your upper legs. Yeah, it's like when I spill coffee on myself, it just like rolls right off. Yeah. (laughs) Okay, so the exosuit works by connecting motors worn on the lower back to the wearer's thighs through a series of actuation cables. Uh-huh. By applying force to the cables, the system is able to assist the gluteal muscles in powering the legs. The whole setup is powered by a waist-mounted battery, which has enough range for around five miles. Um, the exosuit has a total combined weight of about 11 pounds, although the same team that worked on this is currently developing a system that weighs 40% less. Um, so they're trying to make it you know, even better. And the researchers calculated that the metabolic cost of walking and running while wearing these shorts were reduced by 9.3% and 4% respectively. So you're the metabolic cost of like the energy expenditure of your body okay. while walking is reduced by 9.3% and while running it's reduced by 4%. So this isn't meant for wait. It's it's meant <laughs> for like just... if you have to like walk if you're hiking I guess or like walking a really long distance. So it's supposed to reduce like the load on your body essentially. Yeah, it like, yeah, it it it, it takes less energy to walk the same distance. So it's probably not for weight loss so much as just no getting a farther distance it's without for, getting tired. Yes. Okay. Yes. That's where I was. That's where I was like. Oh yeah, it's, no, it's not a. It makes you a, feel lighter, which seems like it would be counter to most. Okay, so the, no, the goal a, here isn't to like the goal run, is, run more and lose more weight or anything. It's just to. I don't think so. I think it's yeah. I think it's supposed okay. to be to like conserve al- energy. Yeah, it's supposed to be co- to conserve energy and allow you to like go further 
with the energy you have. Okay. Um, so, because they, they also said that, like, okay, they're aiming it at people that need to cover large distances on foot for whatever reason, but also maybe help people that have, like, a disability that, like, makes walking difficult for them. Maybe it could help sure. them as well. Okay. So, that's cool. That's the point. And here is a picture of it. Those are some flexible shorts. It's what like, can I say? So, um, so yeah, it's like this battery pack with um, these shorts with cables that are going to like the thighs on the shorts. And I don't really get exactly what it's doing. I mean, I know I just said what it's doing, but <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I want to try this on because I'm just very intrigued. Yeah, I'm curious feel, what it would feel like. I feel like it would feel really weird. Yeah. Yeah. I th- well, I don't normally get assistance while walking, so I have a <laughs> yeah. feeling that would be kind of a, an unusual sensation. But yeah, I mean, but if it worked, would you like wear this if you had to go on a long hike or something? I guess if I had to. If I was, like, <laughs> Why would you have If to? I was being chased by a bear or my car if, broke down. If you down. see a bear, you could really quickly pull the shorts out of your backpack. And really quickly. <laughs> as long as it didn't chase me more than five miles. Um, no, they mentioned like military usage in here and stuff. Just mm. like anything where like, or if you're like a park ranger or something, something where like your job might require you to be walking or running like long distances okay. regularly. No, so, it sounds cool. Yeah. I was just confused. So yeah. I, assu- I assumed <laughs> it, was it was an exercise unclear. thing. Because <laughs> everything's an exercise Every- thing. Because everything is an exercise thing. Yeah. My next story is travel news. This is from the AV Club. This floating tent offers you a cool new way to die while camping. <laughs> Pretty sure I saw yeah. this somewhere. It's a very good headline. Like, okay. Uh, <laughs> this weekend, Mashable shared a video of a product called the Shoal Tent, which is a tent on an inflatable raft that lets you camp on water. <laughs> and the the... The copy on the manufacturer's uh, website, the manufacturer is called Smithfly. It says, 70% of the earth is covered in, with water. Now you can camp on it. <laughs> <laughs> but why? It was so high on everybody's list of concerns. Um, <laughs> which uh, the AV Club pointed out that this implies that in addition to rivers, the tent can also be used in, for example, the Pacific Ocean. <laughs> You have no idea where you are. Why would you? I just wanted to see somebody just take one of these down to the beach and just set it up, and you just watch them get carried out to sea. What's your goal here? Uh, Mashable asked when it shared the video in a tweet, uh, "Why camp by a river when you can camp on one?" And Twitter users had some pretty clever responses, including, "Why live when you can die?" (laughs) This is DoorDash for bears. And I don't think the purpose of camping is to have no clue where you are when you wake up. <laughs> the Shoal Tent retails on Smithfly's website for uh, $1,500. It's $1,500? <laughs> wow. But unfortunately, right now, it's on back order. So 
They're sold out. They're sold out for now. <laughs> You're gonna have to wait for. Your, I think it's six weeks until you can order one. If you, uh, if this idea sounds good to you, which it should. Wait, who's buying these? I don't know. Like <laughs> I'm just thinking of all the things. Like, like best case scenario, you don't know where you are when you wake up. You get attacked well, by an alligator. You okay. go off a waterfall. You run into a pointy rock. And okay. You sink. Here, I'm actually. I, I'm trying to think of an actual, real, useful scenario okay. to use this. Okay. Mm-hmm. What if you if if it comes with a way for you to tether it to the ground in a way that is like reliable? Okay. So you know that it won't float away. Uh huh. And then you can camp on the water, and then you don't have to worry about like an animal coming into your tent in the middle of the night or something like a wild, like a dangerous animal. Maybe that could be a okay. reasoning to use yeah. this tent. Maybe. Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, right? like, that that's, that's fair. It's kind of like stringing up your food in a tree. So a bear doesn't get it. Yeah. It's yes. Except so in that case, why wouldn't you just have a tent up in a tree? I don't know. <laughs> oh, well, bears can climb trees. True. Like the they reason that stringing up your climb, food, they can't climb a river. The wait, they can go in rivers. It has to be pretty deep. It has to be, have, a deep to be pretty river. far out. Yeah, and then that makes me nervous. That though. would make me nervous too. And then <laughs> well, what I if a bear think... like pulls you in on the rope? <laughs> <laughs> you wake up and a bear is pulling the rope. Like, ah! <laughs> wait, I had another idea. What if you just use it on a public pool? Oh, that would work. It's like a public campground, and, uh, and all the and spots are the taken. Po- uh oh, what do you do? You pull out your inflatable raft and just <laughs> and just. Go on the pool. Okay. So you're going to be totally then, safe there, right? Yeah. Because if anyone tried to approach your tent, you'd hear them. That's why it's more safe. Yeah. And it's also a, and it's an enclosed area. Yeah. There's no water flow. Yeah. If you fell so you out, can't, like, if you fell out you're in a pool. Yeah. You're just swimming at that point. I mean, I guess you'd be swimming in any case, but. That would work i guess i mean if you were if there was a public pool near where you were camping which yeah and that, if you had fifteen hundred dollars to just throw away yeah also the price point like is that is that a normal price for a tent i actually don't own like a camping I, yeah, tent I don't so i don't know a legitimate tent so that just I, I that seems know. kind of high to yeah. me that seems like the high the high end of the spectrum of like tent prices yeah especially for a floating death trap okay my next story is food news This is from NJ.com, but there were also several sources for this story. <laughs> is that the official um, website of New Jersey? But I, I, I don't know. <laughs> but I picked this one for the headline. Okay. Um, Oscar Mayer hot dog ice cream sandwiches are the uh, mutant spawn uh, of summer 2019. <laughs> uh, no. Yes. This would go really well with that mustard ice cream we talked about a few episodes yep. ago. <laughs> right? I'm... I, they might have used that same ice cream in this. Um, last week, Oscar Mayer released an ice cream sandwich flavored like a hot dog and mustard. <laughs> the ingredients of the ice cream sandwich, which they are calling the ice dog, uh, are... Boo. Okay, ready? There's four ingredients. Okay. Candied hot dog bits. Nope. Hot dog sweet cream ice cream. Nope. Like what is that? No, I don't. What is I don't, that? I don't want to know. Like ew. I'm a little upset okay. that I know it exists now. <laughs> okay, spicy Dijon gelato. That's the mustard part. I mean, at least they went with Dijon, but still. And then a 
cookie bun, which is basically like the, you know, mm. the ice cream sandwich outside. Sure. Is like a cookie. I mean, that's the least offensive thing you just said. Right. That's like normal. It's just the inside. Yeah. Spicy, spicy this. Dijon. This is the marketing photo. Like, isn't that just like disgusting? Like it's. Look at this. Why? Oh, and they've got like the chopped up hot dogs. They have like chopped up hot dogs next to it. Like, what? No! (laughs) The actual sandwich itself doesn't look horrible, but I I think I'd be mad because I would go in thinking it was something completely different because that looks like chocolate chip cookie dough, like half chocolate chip cookie dough and half like a yellow custard of some sort. Yeah. And I have a feeling that's not what it tastes like. Well, I, I just I still don't know what hot dog sweet cream means, but I really it's I that really hope I never do. Candied hot dog bits and mustard ice cream. So where is did you, I'm sorry if you already said where is this available? I did not say, and it did not say here, and I don't know if it's actually available in stores yet. Okay, because they pretty much just announced that they're releasing this product. Okay, but if it were to become available, would you be willing to try it? Yeah. Okay. So, I'm not happy that I would be, but I so, would be. Because I kind of want to try it, too, because I'm just super intrigued. I'm really curious. So I'm going to keep a lookout okay. for it. And maybe we can actually have one of our food news segments where we try a thing. You mean the segment which we haven't done since, I think, maybe our like second our episode? Fir- yeah, like it was like episode two of the podcast. Yeah. I would you know, do it. I'll do it. Um, okay. I'll do it. I... <laughs> I, I'm I'm saying okay. it right now, okay. but that uh, I have to make a list of these things so that I keep forgetting. To, yeah. to like, I want to do that se- like one of those segments again. But I know those burgers were really fun. good. Yeah. Okay. If you weren't a listener of the podcast back then, <laughs> we had a segment where I don't even was it. I don't remember where I even got the burgers from. It was some fast food place. They had burgers where they like replaced a quarter of it with mushrooms. Yeah, a quarter or something, or like a third of the meat with mushroom Mm -hmm. in the burger patty yeah and i brought in like a regular one in the mushroom one Mm. and then we tried it and did a blind taste test yeah i couldn't tell the difference honestly yeah or could i yeah no you couldn't no anthony couldn't (laughs) no you couldn't you couldn't tell the difference you're like i you you said like they taste slightly different but i don't know which one is the mushroom yes that's what you said that sounds right that sounds Um, like something i'd say yeah so (laughs) it was like base it was essentially equivalent anthony could not tell the difference between the two so i was like okay that's, they were both delicious. Nice. But you don't even normally like mushrooms, so that was like... Yeah, right? that's true. That's interesting. I definitely couldn't tell there were mushrooms. I remember that, because if I could, I probably wouldn't have liked as much. Mm. All right, it's time for breaking news. The part of the show where Anthony and I look up stories that just happened today or were just posted today, and we read them to you on the fly. Flexible shorts. Ready, set, Go! go! All right. This story is from the Huffington Post. <laughs> Air mattresses go rogue after wind <gasps> turns outdoor movie night to chaos. <laughs> oh, I'm so looking forward to photos of this. <laughs> I, oh, better than photos. There's a video. Oh, this and video. it is it is glorious. Uh, <laughs> this happened on Saturday in Denver. <laughs> They laid out a bunch of air mattresses for an outdoor movie night, and um, all of a sudden, the wind started to pick up. (laughs) 
they lowered the umbrellas at the pool, according to a local uh, Denver man, and uh, that's when the first air mattress kind of flew over the fence. And then shortly after that one broke free, uh, uh, dozens more started flying with it. How many were there? Oh, I'm about to show you a video. You know, <laughs> the best the best medium for uh, a podcast, but here. <laughs> Rest assured, listeners, this is exactly what you want it to be. Oh, my God. They're all, like, tumbling. (laughs) It's just... It is a swarm of dozens. There's, like, 50 of them. There are dozens of them there, and it is... Oh, my... It's beautiful. And I just really want to see it set to music. I don't know what music yet, but... Oh, no, it's quite... That is so unfortunate, but so funny. So and, funny. Oh, it's still happening. Oh my <laughs> okay. Yes. Yeah. That you're you're completely right. That that needs like some type of music. It. it yeah. Behind it. <laughs> Maybe like the Wizard of Oz music. No. For some reason, I feel like it's not funny. Enough. I feel like a Wall Nation sale would work really well. <laughs> <laughs> It would require a little editing to get things to move to the beat, yeah. but I, I feel like you could make something good with that. That so, is uh, that is great. I think that's the ne- okay. Remember that video with like where the porta potty like flew up into the air? Yes. <laughs> this is like the next that. Yeah. Yes, the next level of hospitality items flying <laughs> flying through a field. I love it. Okay, I found something on Variety.com. Um, the Matrix 4 is officially a go. They're going to release a Matrix 4. What? And it's going to have Keanu Reeves and Carrie Ann Moss oh, love, in it, um, reprising their roles as Neo and Trinity in the movie. And I'm really excited. That's um, excellent. And Lana Wachowski is going to write and direct the fourth film. Yeah, so basically it's all like ready and set and it's going to happen. It's all confirmed. And I'm really excited because I like the Matrix film. I mean, the first one was really yeah, good and the other two say, are like meh. But I've, te- I've only seen the first one um, and, uh, and, and only very recently <laughs> because oh, yeah, you guys, you yeah, guys we made were, me watch it. Um, I really liked it. Uh, uh, well, I, I just, I like Keanu Reeves um, and Carrie Ann Moss, but like I'm a Keanu Reeves fan kind of, so. I'm just excited because he's a really good actor. Yeah. They bo- well, they both are. They both are really good. Do you think this is because of John Wick that they're, um, like, this has become a thing? Or It did mention that in here, that that was probably he- like his recent kind of resurgence and being mm-hmm. in all these movies kind of helped them make the decision to like go ahead with the project probably. Yeah. But no one like said that, but that's I mean, I like to think theory. that it was Carrie Ann Moss in Jessica Jones, but because I she's don't awesome. know if that had as much of an effect, but <laughs> yeah. she was so good at that she show. She was so good in that show. So yeah, that's really cool though. Yeah. Now I, now I'll probably have to see the second and third ones. Yeah. Which, so the, mm, yeah, I know. I think it's like, if you like the first one, it is, you know, the second and third installment of a trilogy. And so it kind of completes the story, but they're mm-hmm. just, they're not as good. You know, so just go go into it knowing that like yeah. they're still fine yeah. movies. Is there any hint as to what the fourth one will be about, or did no. we just know it exists? We don't know anything about the plot, ah. other than 
like Neo and um, Trinity are still their characters there. and they're still yeah. there. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Yay. So, should be interesting. Yeah. I'm excited. That should be great. All right. That's our show. Thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, we release episodes every Friday. And as always, the links to this week's stories will be in the episode description. You can subscribe to Knickknack News on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, or whatever other app you'd like to use. And you can follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash News and on Twitter at, at News. And make sure to tell your friends. Yeah, if you enjoyed listening to us, uh, spread the word. Spread the word. <laughs> that's, how we, that's how more people find out. Yeah, exactly. All right, we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.